Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. Welcome into the second edition, the second ever episode of Bourbon on a Budget. If you're tuned in, it's again, probably because you love bourbon as much as we do, or you're trying to get into it. But either way, we're happy to have you guys, Brennan, Ben, week two, we made it a week and nobody's quit yet. Nobody's drinking themselves to death either. So we would advise that to continue. How are you guys doing this evening? I'm still waiting to get paid. Uh, this is a <laughs> conversation to have on air, though. Cheers. Hello. Yeah, doing great over here. You know, ready for a uh, ready for a big week. I'm excited. Start um, drinking. Super exciting. Let's let's get right into it. What are you guys drinking tonight? Hopefully, you have upgraded from the coffee and water that you two sissies were drinking last week. I I have, and I was. Uh, well, I don't want to speak for Ben. He may still be a sissy, but uh, this is what I'm working on this week. You guys see this? Okay. I'm, I'm whipping it out tonight. I'm fancy. I, I have been uh, more or less off the wagon or on the wagon, but I, I've been sober for four or five days as I got a vaccine. So uh, so I'm getting to the Bardstown Discovery Series number four. It's something mm-hmm. I talked about the previous week in our pursuits and purchases, letting it open up a little bit. So I got it here in the glass. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what happens here in the next 30 minutes or so as we get into it, but uh, the nose is pretty lovely and it's getting better as it opens up by the minute. Man, I am excited about that. Um, I am also excited about my Sazerac rye. Um, one of my favorites, go to. One of like 20 bottles that he has too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I cannot confirm, but yes. Um, man, I'm jealous of Ben Sazerac Rye. I mean, I've got like four bottles of it, but I kind of wish I would have gone and poured that too because that fits the episode. We're going to get a little bit into the Buffalo Trace um, line and distillery in a few minutes. But uh, I am drinking a Knob Creek. I'm not very good at this camera thing, but Knob Creek single barrel. Uh, talked about them last week, but it's a Lucan store pick. Um, it's a nine-year-old, uh, 120 proof. So anyway, checking that out. I also have... The same bottle, same age statement. Um, actually, this one's a 10-year, I lied, from Corona Cigar in Orlando. So that's another pick. After I have my first one from Lucan's, I'm going to have my second one from Corona. And I will let you guys – it's not an official review, but you get like a free review. I'll let you know which one I liked better. You don't get points, but I'll let you know which one was better. And if you're ever over at my house, you can request that one if they're not gone yet. So You're, um, you're inviting strangers to make sure you're inviting strangers to your house to – I said, if you're ever over, I mean, I didn't give an address. I didn't say right, you know, right, what right. was happening. Um, all right. All right. Sure. We're on the same page. We have started and have active um, social medias. Now, before we get into the show, you can go to at budget bourbon or is it at bourbon budget? Brendan, help me out here. What's what's going on here? I'm uh, pulling it up. I'm pulling it up on the Twitter right now. You started these. I need to know what the heck is going on. Um, we have social medias. We have Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it is at bourbon budget and you should go check it out for sure. Um, and let's hang out there when we say stupid things or we mess up or Brendan is awkward. Shout out Trey Rowland to the formerly known as the Rollcast. When those things, Thanks, happen, Trey. Yeah, when those <laughs> things happen, please go to our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and let us know how upset you are with us. Uh, no, but for real, it is a great place to engage. We've seen a great growth on, all three platforms, we are well over 500 Twitter followers, well over 100 Instagram followers as of this taping. And Facebook is a little slower, but is taking off as well. Again, go to and search Bourbon on a Budget, and you'll find us on all three. Subscribe on YouTube, which is probably where you're watching this. And, uh, man, we're excited just in week two, but we're excited about the growth already. We haven't even put an episode out as the at the uh, time of this recording, but we're excited to get, get into it. Um, guys, we talked about this. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Trace line, their distillery. Mm. Uh, in part two of this episode, we're going to review Buffalo Trace. So super excited about that. We're going to get into some of the history um, of their distillery. 
Ben and I had some fun tasting some Peerless and some Basil Hayden that we're going to talk about a little bit later as well. We'll update you on pursuits and purchases. If we have time, we'll jump into some listener questions. We've got a jam-packed episode, so let's get it started. Ben, we hang out. We hung out last Friday. Ben and I, and we've talked about this, Ben and I are we graduated high school together. We are notorious for like Friday afternoon at like four o'clock being like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? All right, come over. Let's drink. You know? So mm-hmm. it's happened the last several weeks in a row. Yes. It'll probably have, I mean, do you have plans this Friday? It'll probably happen this week too. So it happens. Probably. It happens very often. We got into some peerless and some basil Hayden. Let's start with the peerless bin. We tried three different picks and give the people your thoughts on, you know, what went down and how it all went down with the peerless uh, bourbon and rye that we tr- tasted. Yeah, so we tried a lot of different Peerless uh, this week. It would actually be my first time uh, actually sampling any of their bourbon or rice. Um, what was really neat is uh, TJ had three different Peerless picks. Um, one was like their main distribution and then two uh, barrel picks. And uh, they were pretty much throughout two different years. So I was able to try a lot of very similar uh similar bourbons, uh, but also from two different picks. You're able to kind of taste the differences of what store owners would like uh, to be selling uh, when they go and choose out their their barrels. So we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, barrel picks in the future, but um, it was really neat for me to try to taste some of those bourbons. I had actually never tried the Peerless, like I said, um, and they had put out some really, really good bourbons. So I was very pleased. Yeah, so we got into some Peerless. Uh, ben was talking about this. They are not, I mean, I don't know. Brendan, how do you rate, this is, again, a free review for everybody. How do you rate this bottle, uh, look, label, uh, scale of one to 10? What do you think about this bottle? This is really embarrassing and only falling into Trey Rowland's theory on me being awkward. I can't see anything right now on my Zoom call. I could just see it. <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know what I'm looking at. Oh, Brendan, I got you. Uh, the bottle and label are below average at best. They are not my favorite as that's, and that's not even being subject. That's objective truth. They are not that great. It's not the most exciting. Um, I mean, I'll give you that Ben. It's not, it's not the sexiest bottle of all time. And for a long time, I've been hyping peerless to Ben for a while and telling yes. him how great it is. And he's like, eh, the bottle just looks like something you get at a gas station. You know, like I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not drinking that. Finally made him try it. And I would say, listen, you can't judge a bottle by its, you can't judge a bourbon by its bottle, right? Like it, it, mm-hmm. just because something is ugly doesn't mean that you shouldn't get it. Peerless is not especially cheap. Uh, it's not for what you're getting at uh, 110, 112 proof bourbon. It's not bad. I and mean, we're not going to sit here and review the whole thing, but you're, you're not getting a bad bourbon by any means. You can find this. These, this is a store pick from Gaspar's Liquor Shop. I've got two other store picks, one from Burns and one that was a Burns Davidoff uh, collab. But uh, it's a good product. You can find it for, I think I bought all three bottles at $63, right? So higher than our budget uh, bourbons, but really, really good sipper. Uh, all of them really elite. And uh, again, can't judge a bourbon by its bottle because... Ben still hates the bottle, but he does love the juice that's inside of it. So I can at least say that I've converted him there. Right, Ben? Yeah, really, really good bourbon. I was definitely turned the corner, but I just got to close my eyes when I'm drinking it. <laughs> we also got into uh, some Basil Hayden, right? So that's a that's a name that you will find at every local liquor store. Most bars that you go to are going to have Basil Hayden as well. They've got several different products. They've got a Basil Hayden. They've got... Uh, just their standard bourbon. They've got a rye. They've got a dark rye. They've got a 10-year bourbon, and they've got a 10-year rye. Ben, our mistake may have been going from the Peerless to the Basil Hayden, uh, but we were not very fond of the Basil Hayden. And they were, and I had the good ones. I had the 10-year rye and the 10-year bourbon. So I had like the, the ones that are supposed to be the best, and we didn't enjoy them, did we? Yeah, yeah. I, my... The issue that I have with going to Basil Hayden is it's pretty much all proof. No matter what bottle you're buying, it's going to be bottled at at 80 proof. Um, and that's like the minimum line to be called bourbon. Um, and so I think for the prices that you're paying for the bottle at, I think the 10-year the rye and 10-year bourbon were like 
80 or 90 bucks, I would take two of the peerlesses. I mean, that's, that'd be a, a great deal. Um, especially for, for my palate, I certainly don't want to, you know, dissuade anyone from buying any kind of bourbon, you know, anyone who's drinking bourbons, you know, a friend of me. Right. Um, but I think there's just other better options. And if you just look by like the numbers, uh, I think every year, uh, Drizzly puts out a, a list and it's like, they are the, in the top 10 most gifted bourbons every year. So a lot of people are buying them. A lot of people are using them to get into bourbon. Um, so the more people we have drinking bourbon, the better. Just not for me. Yeah, it was a little weak. Um, again, not a full review here, but um, it wasn't fantastic by any means. We also were going from something that was 111 proof down to 80. Um, so it was hard to pick up really anything on those at all. Um, you're also going from a 111 to an 80, uh, a 10 year 80. That's going to be even smoother, even more of the edges rounded off of it. But I will say the next night on Saturday night, I did pour myself some of the Basil Hayden bourbon, uh, fresh palate, hadn't drank anything that day. And it was better than it had been the night before. So I will give them a little bit of a redeeming grace. We probably shouldn't have gone from four shots of massively uh, proofed up bourbon down to the 80. It probably wasn't as bad as we thought, but still uh, just it was even trying it fresh that night. It was not very good um, compared to some other things that we've tried. And it is rather expensive. If you like Basil Hayden and you're okay with the price, keep drinking it, <laughs> keep buying it because that's the great thing about bourbon. You drink whatever you want. I don't care. It doesn't buy, it doesn't offend me. If your uh, taste is that of a five-year-old, that is really okay. <laughs> Um, Brendan, what have been your experiences with Basil Hayden? Do you have many? Do you have any? What, what are your thoughts there and around them? So the first time I had it was maybe a year and a half ago. My in-laws, so they're in upstate New York. We went up there for Christmas. And my, uh, my mother-in-law was trying to get into bourbon. Like she had this mission because some of her friends at work were really liked it. And she knows I really liked it. So she got Basil Hayden's. It's like, oh, everyone's talking about this at work. So she got it. She hated it, but she also was like, yeah, bourbon, not not for me. Uh, so that was my bourbon of choice that vacation because it's what they had in the house pretty much. And it was, you know, it was an 80 proof bourbon. It was fine, but for the price, uh, what is it normally, guys? Like $50 is a little bit less than that. Just the regular Basil Hayden should go for like 37 35 Okay. Yeah, so it shouldn't be too bad. All right. I, I, so even that, though, I felt like was not fantastic but my dad recently got into bourbon maybe in the last few months and that was like the bourbon that really started him for or started it for him he loved basil hayden now he's kind of graduated since then uh so it kind of seems to be like in that beginning stage wheelhouse i, I just think maybe i uh, guys i i got into it a little bit too late into the game to really appreciate it as an entry-level bourbon yeah no he we talked about this and we'll get into this again. Another episode we talked about last week, Ben brought over four bourbons when I first um, got into it. One of them was Buffalo trace, which we'll talk about later in the part two of this episode. One was a high West product. One was a Woodford product. And I am struggling to remember uh, what the fourth one was, but it wasn't Basil Hayden. I'll say that. So um, yeah, I just didn't, man, that's going to drive me crazy until I figure out what that was, but I did not love uh, the Basil Hayden. And I started out with stuff that was just a little stronger and better anyway. So uh, don't love them. We should probably review it, you know, and go in with a clean palette and, and talk about it because it is in a budget range and maybe it is good for mm -hmm. people to get into bourbon. It's super easy to drink. Uh, but yeah, just did not love that. Um, Brendan, Ben and I talked about like what we got into with bourbon this week. Do you have any exciting stories, anything that's happened with you, or is it all just kind of been shut down because of the COVID vaccine that you got? We're not doing pursuit and purchases yet, are we? No. Okay, no. Uh, then no, the, the COVID vaccine really kind of uh, limited me this week, unfortunately. It was it was a boring week. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not bringing much to the table, but hey, I'm here now for you. You are going ham on the uh, on Hearts the town. on the Woo. series four, yeah. Um, Yes. All right, so what I will let you get into, Brendan, is we're going to talk about the Buffalo Trace Distillery, the Sazerac Company. We're going to spend a few minutes on this. Um, Brendan, 
in 30 seconds, I want to know everything that there oh, is God. to know about. No, not in 30 seconds. Tell us about the Buffalo Trace uh, distillery, the line. Um, and then let's let's go around the horn and ask some questions about it and chat about it a little bit. All right. So Buffalo Trace is a quintessential bourbon line. It's the Buffalo Trace bourbon, which is considered like a really great standard bourbon uh, for the price point. Maybe we'll get into that later. But Buffalo Trace has a ton of really extraordinary options at all sorts of prices. I mean, it goes from Buffalo Trace to Eagle Rare to the to the antique collection to Paddock and Winkles in, in that line now as well. It, as it originated, from my understanding is, and I got, let's see if I can find it. I got this book called the Bourbon Bible. I've got all sorts of like different notes and and it's like, remember those old Goosebump books, like where they would show like where you can jump from page to page and pick your own ending, mm -hmm. trying to figure out where Buffalo Trace Distillery exists and how it went to different variations over the years from like the 1800s to present day is just like a Goosebump book. You can kind of jump all over the place, but basically it started in the 1800s. Uh, it was bought from the EEH, I have my notes here in front of me. Uh, George T. Stagg bought it, the OFC distillery from E.H. Taylor. They ended up having a fallout like in the late 1800s. In 1904, George T. Stagg named it after himself, stayed that way until Sazerac bought it in 1992. Eventually, uh, they named it Buffalo Trace. They start Buffalo Trace, basically the entry line bourbon. Uh, and so it this crazy weird history with, with very, very old uh, distillery, obviously, uh, but one that, that because of it created a lot of different names and budgets and, and brands as we know it today. So that's kind of the, the Cliff Notes ver version of Buffalo Trace. There's a lot to unpack there. We don't have a ton of time to get into it today, uh, but, but yeah, Buffalo Trace is old and it's created a lot of bourbon over the years uh, as we know it now. Buffalo Trace is, is a distillery and a product that we will uh, continuously talk about as we go uh we are we could do 17 episodes on um buffalo trace and still not even get to half of of everything that they've done so they will be one that we continuously talk about um and chat about their line is fantastic their stuff is is incredibly hard to get um in a lot of situations even uh even their like bottom of the bottom of the line buffalo trace bourbon is uh really, really good and, and pretty tough to get. So anyway, Buffalo Trace will be something that we will talk about. Uh, what What is something, Ben, I'll, I'll come to you first. What is something that you love about the Buffalo Trace lineup? Uh, what do you, or, you know, what, what is, you know, maybe a, a low end and a high end that you really, really enjoy from their lineup? Maybe one of each. So one thing that I really <clears throat> respect about the Buffalo Trace uh, distillery and uh, just the Buffalo Trace line by itself is the hype beast that is Buffalo Trace Distillery. It, name another bourbon brand that can get the cult following that will make it hard to find a $20 bottle of bourbon anywhere. And uh, kudos to them for keeping MSRPs at what they are today. Uh, BTAC being the most difficult to find, um, excluding the whole entire Van Winkle line, which you know, we'll talk about it later. Um, but just BTAC being outrageously Buffalo. difficult to find. What is uh, what is BTAC for people yeah. who don't who don't know? Oh, sorry, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, which is a five bottle series that was introduced in the year two thousand, became such a hit that it drove popularity all the way down the food chain to Buffalo Trace, which is why it's hard to find. Um, now you can't go into any of the stores. We we, me and TJ, about a week and a half ago, went into a Winn-Dixie, and the lady behind the counter was basically trying to hide Buffalo Trace from us. And there's no other brand that can make Wait. it a rarity to hide a $20 bottle of bourbon. It's crazy. How did, how did she try to... Dude, I've had that with Blanton's at a Winn-Dixie where they tried to lie about it and hide it because mm -hmm. I saw it in the back. I walked past... Uh, the back door where they had like some of their stuff in storage. And I saw, I saw Blanton's and I asked them about it. And the guy tried to tell me like, it's not for sale because someone else had already purchased it. I'm like, well, I see it right there. I have money and I got it for like $65, which is much better than the $120 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about last week. How did she try to hide it from you, Ben? Uh, it was kind of behind the counter that we saw. And then she kind of kicked it behind the counter even farther out of sight. We called her on it and she was like, nah, that wasn't it. And I said, <laughs> I think I know what a bottle of Buffalo Trace looks like. And she's like, oh, it's that that was broken. The bottle was broken. We can't sell it to you. Real quick. Okay. I, was like, I, I said, I said the glass bottle was broken <laughs> and the liquid wasn't coming out. Oh, well, the top of it was broken. Oh my God. Yeah, it's different. Just yeah. the top though. And I said, you know what? You've already lied to me three times tonight. There's not a reason for me to ask you another question because you're just going to keep lying. And she's, it's uh, Buffalo tr- it's a, it's a, I would, ben, ben would have Ben would have bought the leader. I have, and we'll talk about it in the review. I have a, a leader and I have a handle and I have a store pick 750. I do not, I would not have bought that bottle that night. I just don't need it. Like I have enough to right. last mm-hmm. me for six months. I don't need it at all. But Ben yeah. would have bought it, but I just didn't want to be lied to, right? Like, that's the only thing I care about. It's just my and, pride. And that goes back to what I was saying. There is not another distillery out there that can create such a movement out of their lower shelf product. It's amazing. And like I said uh, earlier, I'll give it to Buffalo Trace for keeping MSRPs what they are. Even the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, if you go in there, MSRP is $100. And that bottle is well worth more than at least 250 bucks. Um, and so they just put out great product. They don't ask a ton of money for it when you can find it at MSRP. That's not to say that liquor stores don't mark it up. But um, yeah, they stay true to their brand and they stay true to their prices. So that's what I love about Buffalo Trace. What do you love about it, Brendan? So I should have gone through some of the line earlier. I apologize for that, guys. So like in addition to Buffalo Trace, which is their standard anchor bourbon, uh, they also have Eagle Rare, which is, if we're talking about what I love about it, like that might be my favorite bang for buck bourbon they have that you can kind of find sometimes at a, at a crazy price. Like TJ, you did the uh, the dry January, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. So, so I did it kind of like I did 29 days and it was just like, it was that last Friday and I uh, it, sucked in it. It sucked ending on a, yeah. Ben did it with me. Ben and I both yep. did it. So and it sucked it. that like you had to go through that last weekend and yeah. you were off of it on a Monday. Who wants to be off on a Monday? Yeah. yeah. In my mind, I was like, if this was February, I would have been good by now. We're good <laughs> at, at this point. It's, it's Friday. I'm not going to be drinking crazy on a, uh, on a Monday. So anyways, my first bourbon back and I'm kind of, after resetting that palette, I'm like going through some different bourbons. I'm opening up the bottles. I'm smelling them. I'm like, what do I want to drink? It was Eagle Rare was like the fourth or fifth one I came to. I'm like, that's it. To me, it is bourbon exemplified, just like cranked up a little bit with some uniqueness. I love Eagle Rare, like at $30 or so. It's one of my favorite bourbons. It was one that I, I fell in love with pretty early on. But Buffalo Trace does so much great stuff. They have a Colonel E.H. Taylor bottle and bond the 10 year, like at like 40 to $50. If you could find it at that price, it's extraordinary. Their BTAC line, everything I've tried from it has been amazing. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle is now part of their line as well. Uh, they also have like Elmer T. Lee, let's see, Blanton's I mentioned earlier. Weller. Uh, some, uh, yeah. It's Weller. So, so many, like, there's hype with it. Like Ben mentioned, there's the hype machine that overblows it and makes it hard to get and, and it jacks up the price. But the reason why that hype has occurred is because the initial value for their bourbon and what is in the glass is really extraordinary, typically. Like it's really consistent. It's really good. And there's like four or five different unique flavor profiles you can find, whether it's the weeded one, whether it's the mash bill one, which is their low ride mash bill, mash bill two, which is the higher mash bill or higher ride mash bill. Uh, so there's a lot of variety to what they do. They do high proof, they do low proof. They're just really, really good uh, when you can find some of their products. Yeah, they're an absolutely quality, really, really good um, distillery that does a lot of things really, really well. Uh, they do the simple stuff well. They do the great stuff well. We're not even going to talk about this, but like, have either of you ever tried Wheatley vodka? Like, I'm when I buy my next bottle of vodka, like that will be what I buy because it's from their line, right? I, I don't, don't, I don't like vodka, TJ, but my buddy is a big vodka fan and was getting into bourbon a year or two ago, and I recommended that to him for like nineteen twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and he loved it. He said it was one of the best best vodkas he's ever had. Uh, it 
and even like he would go out to brunch and he would see products with with, with the Wheatley vodka. And apparently they, they make liquor stores buy the Wheatley vodka to sell the Buffalo Trace line bourbon yeah. stuff as part of it. But like if you're a fan of vodka, apparently it's really damn good at a pretty reasonable price. Yeah, I'm not a vodka guy. We don't make a lot of vodka drinks. It would be more of a, oh, we're ha- we're, we're making Bloody Marys for, you know, Gasparilla or, you know, we're doing this or we're doing that. And so we go get a bottle of vodka. Yeah, otherwise, I, I don't really drink it either. But the next time that vodka is purchased in this house, it will be Wheatley Vodka because it's from their line. Um, ben, I, I know what yours is. Obviously, you know what mine is. So I'll let Brendan go first here. Uh, what's the biggest flex? Well, I, I think I probably know what Brendan's is too. What's your biggest flex of a Buffalo Trace slash Sazerac product that you own? Let's. This is bourbon on a budget, but let's go the other way yeah, for a second. Yeah, we're going to go the opposite of the budget here. But but I didn't pay a crazy amount for it directly, and that was Pepe Van Winkle 15-year. Hmm. I had the choice, and it was less than $200. Which That's good. It retails at 120 price, yeah. Yeah. Retail. So it's not crazy. I mean, I guess what eighty percent or so. But but still, it, it's uh, you can see that for like eight hundred dollars on the secondary market. Mm-hmm. It's a really amazing weeded bourbon. It's excellent, and it's one that I have only. I have half the bottle still. I've had it for a year and a half. Um, I've only drank it by myself once when I first got it. My friend was like, hey, you can die tomorrow. You need to open it up and drink it right now. It was during the Mike Norvell uh, coaching search where I'd finished off an article, was tired, and I was like, all right, I'll try it. But it's one that I've shared with friends. Every single time I have a neighbor come over, a friend come over, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing it with my dad now that he's in a bourbon. It's one that I've shared with every single uh, person I've, I've drank it with other than the one time by myself because it's exceptional. And obviously the name Pappy Van Winkle uh, – is pretty synonymous with quality in the bourbon community. What about you guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. And sorry, I'm, I was going to let Ben go, but your story kind of bleeds right into mine. Uh, mine is, and I've got the bottle right here because I was going mean, to, Brandon can't see it, but everybody else can. Uh, mine. I figured, a, I figured it out. I can see it now. Very I'm good. Bad. Yeah. So mine is a George C. Stag. It's the 2020 edition. Um, I, I can say this and it's, it's not hyperbole or, prisoner of the moment or anything it is the best pour i've ever had in my life it, without question i've not had a million just amazing things but it is the best drink i've i've ever had um and uh i've opened it twice um my you know the first time i had a sip of it it was ben my buddy johnny and, and we poured my wife kara some of it um and then i opened it up again on sunday my stepdad was over and we were trying different things and I had talked to him a little bit about it and I could tell he was kind of interested in it. And I finally just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to open it up. I didn't pour a lot. I poured both of us a little bit and we both tried it. And I cannot tell you, it's kind of like one of those, you know, like, you know, how your dads are, right? Like they're not going to tell you like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. Or that meant so much. But like, you can kind of tell how your dads are, you know, we're so rough and gruff, but like it meant so much to him for me to open up a bottle that, the way I got it, it's probably a story for a different episode, but I ended up paying less than a hundred bucks, like less than retail for it is, is kind of how it worked out in my situation, but a bottle that easily goes for six, seven, 800 bucks on the secondary market. It meant so much to him. And Ben and I watched the documentary and they talked about this bourbon and whiskey is to be drank. Mm -hmm. And I could let it sit up on my counter for years collecting dust so that I can say I've got this bottle of this or that, but I'll never have another experience like I got to share with my stepdad uh, again. So I'm the same way as you are, Brennan. When people come over, when friends come out, like that bottle is to be drank, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, now I'm not going to pour people like six shots of it, but <laughs> <laughs> that bottle is for when people come over. That is what I, we should drink that, you know, if you're in a bourbon, like if you're, if you're drinking Miller Lights at my house, like that's you're just gonna keep drinking Miller Lights. But if you're in a bourbon, and I know you would have a relationship with you, like don't just anybody be knocking on my door asking for a sip. But so same thing. My biggest like you invited people over for the Peerless earlier though, so you Peerless kind of is Peerless is fine. Yeah, yeah I'll okay. give Peerless share that with everyone. Yeah, sixty dollar bottle, no big deal. But my biggest flex is that George said, but I'm the same way as you. It's cool and it's fun to flex about things, but drink your whiskey with the people that you love and that you care about. Um, because it's just brown water at the end of the day. 
right? Like you, you, you might drink the most expensive bottle of whiskey that exists on Sunday night and you still have to get up and go to work the next morning. Like, right. Like your life goes on <laughs> past mm-hmm. this. So drink whiskey with the people you like. Um, I said a lot to say. A That's what my buddy was like, was to, he said, drink it. Cause you could die tomorrow. Like when I was, yeah. my wife was out of town for like two or three months. I was by myself. It was a coaching search, which is a really hectic time professionally for me. And it was lonely. Like my wife was gone. Uh, not to get too deep, but like my could dog had passed me? away a couple months before I, you know, we didn't, we weren't buddies. And now here we are. Um, <laughs> here we are but so it was a it was yeah. a time where i was lonely and i was like i don't know i don't want to be drinking by myself too much like that's kind of a weird deal but he was like no man you could die tomorrow drink it now and so i tried it then i loved it and uh and i've shared it with people since uh, with that in mind like uh, that the idea tj that you mentioned to share it with people that you love read pappy land by by wright thompson if you guys have not uh picked up the book it's an extraordinary book but it is not just about the uh, legacy of Pappy Van Winkle and, and that family and the whole like bourbon boom on uh, the collapse and, and the rise of bourbon. It's great, but also like the importance of like family and legacy. It's an awesome book. Pappy Land, Wright Thompson. Sorry, I've said enough. Uh, ben, what's, what's your biggest flex with the, uh, with the Buffalo Trace line? Yeah, I know what it is, Ben. So just go ahead and tell us. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't got any crazy stories. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, was able to acquire the, Thomas H. Handy, Sazerac Rye. Um, and you're probably figuring, Ben, where did you get that? That's right. Costco, $89. Let's go. Grab that. And now it sits in my cabinet and uh, just to be drank, like, like TJ said, with good people. Um, yeah, we should definitely get back together on Friday night again this week because yes, I, I consider <laughs> myself a good person and I would love another sip of that. <laughs> um, no, no, absolutely. Uh, let's do this one a little quicker. I don't want to be on here too long with you guys tonight because I'm already kind of tired of you. What? But well, mostly Ben, but Brendan, you're a little awkward. Uh, <laughs> Trey. Really quickly, if you could, the missing link of your Buffalo Trace collection, if you could have one, if you could add one bottle to your Buffalo Trace collection, Ben, would you be adding another Sazerac Rye? Like, what would your, what would your thing be, Ben? So I had a son this past year on March 1st. And if I could get a bottle of Blanton's Gold with his birthday on it, that'd be pretty solid. Like, like TJ was saying, you know, at the end of the day, if I get, say, I want an Eagle 17, which is like premier at the Buffalo Trace line. But something that I could drink with my son at some point with his birthday on it would be pretty solid. Yeah, I got an I got a Blanton's Gold. Um, with my daughter's due date on it, which her due date was 827. Uh, her birthday was 825 in the year of 2018. Um, and, but they, it was that's a Saturday. They didn't dump on that day. So 827 was not only the first day they dumped that she was alive. It was also the, the her due date. So I did get a Blanton's Gold with the date of 82718. Uh, for those that don't know, every Blanton's has a letter on the top under the horse. My daughter's name is Elena. And the letter on it is A. So that's kind of awesome. special to me. Pretty um, solid. That's cool. Yeah. I overpaid for it. Yeah, that's right, baby. But, but whatever. Check. You know, we've like all, we've all overpaid for a Buffalo Trace product at some oh, point. <laughs> but it's also like I'm overpaying for something that I'm going to enjoy in 20 years, right? right. When she, or 19 years, I guess now. So I, I, mine will probably be the same as yours, Ben. Like, you know, I, yes, I'd love Eagle Rare 17. I would love the rate, the antique Sazerac. Um, I'd love Pappy 23, all those things. I mean, of course mm-hmm. I'd add, but what I am, you know, pursuing purchases, what I'm looking for is that 61620 uh, bottle with a B on top. Like I want to be yep. Ben's son, his name starts with an O. And so obviously if Ben can find it with an O on top, that's the one he's going to go for. So uh, I'm the same as you, Brendan, what's your one you're adding? Would you like one of our kids? Um, birthdays on yeah. no this yeah. idea of raising a child in general is uh anxiety provoking uh same but it only I, goes away <laughs> yeah it doesn't go away at all yeah it still is for me too uh i don't have anything sentimental like you guys do so i feel kind of lame but like eagle rare would be awesome the 17 year eagle rare would be one that that i've had uh the georgie stag and i have a bottle of the wl weller 
uh, and oh. uh, William Lerweller and Pappy Van Winkle, uh, the Thomas Andy's ass. I don't, I don't need any rye in my life. Get out of here. Without it. We're going to convert you. We, we need to bring that up. We, we need to talk about that. You're not the biggest rye guy. No. Um, but not. we are going to convert you. All right, we'll see. We we got we got time. We got episodes to do that. We'll we'll work on it. Uh, but so Eagle Rare seventeen. I love the Eagle Rare ten. Uh, so the seventeen year I'm imagining would be exquisite. Uh, the four grain Colonel E H Taylor is one that got introduced right before I got into yeah. bourbon. Really, uh, I went to a bar once from a birthday because I knew it was on the it was on their menu, uh, and I got there and they said they didn't have it anymore. So I was really disappointed. I would love to try. I love Colonel E.H. Taylor, anything they've ever done. I'd like to try the four grain with the wheat involved in there. Uh, so that would be one that would be on my bourbon bucket list. And it's been on the, the radar for a while. I just haven't been able to, to even find just a, a sip or a pour of it. So that, that'd be my two was Eagle Rare, the Colonel E.H. Taylor four grain. I had an opportunity to get E.H. I'm sorry, not the E.H. the Eagle Rare 17 um, for the modest price of thirteen hundred dollars and i passed it up and did not end up getting it but uh yeah it's it's wild on the secondary market um let's do a quick update on our pursuit and purchases trademark registered trademark i'm gonna insert a tray clip of him saying that he's got a lot of shout outs on my pod tonight it's not let's stop that uh pursuit and purchases do we have any updates uh ben you go first what's going on here last week you said you were pursuing if i remember correctly a wild turkey rare breed foolproof rye yep yep i Um, talked with a local store today he said that he got six bottles like two three months ago and that his wild turkey distributor is going to be in next tuesday so um i should be able to call back and hopefully he can flex on his distributor a little bit and try to grab another one of those bottles at least get you an update at least tell you like oh it's coming in in two weeks it's coming in here right right um yeah no that's cool brendan what about you you have an update you have a more fun update i'm super excited for this one so last week when we talked i mentioned the smoke wagon series i was trying to get it completed between uh the straight one the straight bourbon and the uncut unfiltered in between there is a small batch and i found the small batch i got it online they had a special offer it was at msrp maybe even Mm. a little bit less free shipping uh, so it's smoke wagon, small batch. Uh, I have not received it in the mail yet, but it's supposed to be coming later this week. So next week, I will be able to give you guys a little bit of a review on it. I'm excited. Sample, 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 sample. My update on my pursuit, I am in a lottery tonight for a uh, Mictor's Toasted Barrel Bourbon. I have a one out of 10 chance of winning that. Yes. So 10%. Ooh, all right. Um, so... Fingers crossed by the time this airs, you guys will have, I've already will have flexed on social media with the drink and I will have already drank it by the time this airs. But if you have seen that on social media, this was the night that I won it. If you haven't, I'll try another lottery some other time. Do you have anything new you're pursuing? Brendan, your pursuit got knocked off. Well, I mean, because you got mm-hmm. it, you pursue anything new, Brendan, Ben, either of you. I I've had a great, couple of weeks between uh the the smoke wagon and this lovely bardstown which by the way fellas is opening up into something pretty lovely and pretty extraordinary not to mm. brag but i got an msrp uh about like 140 dollars. it's pretty damn close to being worth it i'm just gonna throw that out there so maybe mm. sample sample yes <laughs> yes send it <laughs> Yeah, um, I showed up at a local store this week to try to buy a 175 Eagle Rare, only to find out that it was already sold out by the time I got there. So that's my only pursuit. It was a failure. <laughs> uh, I think as we go along, we'll find that more of our pursuits are failures than uh, than we're cashing on. But that's what makes it fun. that The chase uh, stays alive. Brendan, we had a couple of listener questions. Um what, who who had good questions this week? You can go with the first one. I, you know, yeah, what, what question I, did you want to answer? I had one from from someone uh, in my other work endeavor. So, but uh, I don't want to specify where. But FSU alum twenty nine asked me. You're, you're only fans. You can just say it. Just go uh, ahead. With your, yeah. uh, you got to pay a little extra for this one. No. <laughs> uh, FSU alum twenty nine asks, Have you ever had Weller foolproof? If so, do you like it? Uh, I haven't been able to find any George T. Stag. Well, join the club, dude. Like it's. 
tough to find. Uh, so I'm entertaining looking in the secondary market. So he's looking for something in the Buffalo trades line that we talked about today. Uh, that's not quite as hard to find as some of the stuff from the BTAC collection. Weller, Weller foolproof, excuse me. I haven't had Weller foolproof guys. I don't know if you have, I've had the W I have a WL uh, Weller. I have tried the special reserve, which is their kind of bottom line uh, entry level weeded bourbon. Uh, 107 I've had, and I've had the 12-year Weller. I've not had the foolproof. What I will say is that Weller doesn't do you wrong at the price point for any of them at MSRP. I don't know what the foolproof is going to be like. I imagine it'll be pretty good for MSRP. However, uh, if they're you know, where you're getting it from, it's going to be jacking it up like two, three times the price. I can't advise one way or the other on that one. Have you guys tried it? Uh, their foolproof MSRP is 50 bucks. So that's not bad at all, right? Like if you can no, that's find amazing. That, um, so if you can find it for that, um, I would say to go and grab it. I didn't love the Weller 12. Again, it was a $30 bottle though. So for the value, it, it wasn't bad. Uh, I do like the Weller Antique, the 107. Mm -hmm. um, and the Special Reserve for $20? Like if yeah. you can find it, it's a screw top one. But if you it's, can find it, and I used to be able to find it, guys, like a year ago, all the freaking time, right? Wow. But now I can't find it at all. And I didn't love it, but like now it's gone. And, and I kind of yeah. missed it at $20. So for the price, I think all of those are good. I mean, if you're looking for something comparable, um, I don't know what the proof on the full proof is. Um, something that you could go out and get probably a little easier to find, but not easy to find would be one of Ben's favorites. If you're looking for something comparable uh, and that's going to be the stag junior, um, Ben and I both have bottles of the, uh, 14. Oh yeah. Same, 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 very similar proof. Um, Ben and I both have the batch 14, which is really, really good. I've heard the batch 15 is even better. I'm waiting on my bottle of yeah. that. Um, where are you at, Rick Cooper? Um, so waiting on batch 15 to come in, but Stag Jr. might be a good option. It's not, it's not weeded, right? Stag's not a weeded bourbon, so it's going to be a little different there. But another high proof uh, offering from Buffalo Trace that is really, really good. Uh, similar MSRP. I believe the MSRP on... Um, on uh stag jr is 55 you can find it on the secondary market for around 100 115 120 i'm not going to recommend that people buy secondary market prices but you know you you it's kind of like you you get what you pay for at times so if if it's something that you're really heart set on finding you know that the weller full proofs is going to be around the same price secondary market i would think brandon one of my buddies used to get the stag junior before like the last like i think batches like 12 through 14 you guys you have 14 i think i got the 12 or was it the 13 uh either way it was one of the the more recent ones where it's gotten pretty damn good before it used to drink really hot he would actually take the weller special reserve and the george t stags when it was like back in the seven and eight batch and combine the two of them see that and that would probably that would probably get you kind of to the weller foolproof kind of vibe there where you get the the wheat integrated into the high proof so just if you can find both of those you get a little creative and not pay a, a crazy amount for well or full proof because think, uh, go ahead i think another great substitute there would be a larceny barrel proof that would get you in the weeded line at a barrel proof product so if if you like the weeded of weller um larceny is also the same same option so look for larceny it's extraordinary proof. too Dude, the A, the A, the first batch, it's good call, Ben. It's amazing. It's maple syrup pancakes. It's extraordinary. Mm. Uh, so I have a bottle of that. We haven't cracked it yet, but sounds like Ben and I know what we're drinking on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Friday night. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Ben, I, I know Ben's, we'll have him talk about another one. We're kind of running over time here, but Ben is a huge fan of the Stag Jr. Um, but great call there on the weeded um, Larceny BP. Um Another question we got, and I wanted to get you guys' take on this, and then we'll roll out of here really quickly. Um, we started a podcast a week ago, and we're on our second episode now, and I love this question. It's a two-parter. I'll get into the second part in just a moment. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think – why did you guys agree to do this? Uh, what do you think will differentiate our bourbon show from an already very saturated bourbon market? 
Who? Uh, so I don't know. Okay. So what I wanted to accomplish when we created this show was to basically figure out value for bourbon. I think that's kind of what sets us apart. Some different YouTube channels are, are kind of sifting that out a little bit. Uh, but mostly everyone's just kind of doing reviews, I, I think, for the most part. And they talk about the quote-unquote value at the end of the episode and, and whether to buy it or not. Uh, this is taking that into account throughout the entire time we're talking about it, whether it's on this main uh, podcast, which is kind of us three talking around or, or a little bit, or doing the more of the review uh, section of the of the episodes and the video and podcast, or however you're listening or, or watching this. I know there's a couple different mediums. So uh, that's what I think sets it apart a little bit is we're all the same age. We have similar income levels. Uh, we're all similar points in our lives, although I don't have kids. So that changes things up just a little bit, I would imagine. Uh, but more or less, we're all kind of trying to uh, follow a passion. We love bourbon uh, while not breaking the bank. So hence uh, bourbon on a budget. I think that distinguishes us just just a little bit. What do you think, Ben? Yeah. So, I, so like, I think what Brendan said earlier was really strong about his drinking with, uh, drinking his pappy by himself only once. And what TJ was saying earlier about drinking with a stepdad, um, bourbon is communal. Bourbon is social. Um, it's, it's an opportunity to kind of relax and, uh, just hang out with some friends. And so what we're going to be doing here uh, is giving you an opportunity to go and buy a bottle of what we're going to be reviewing later this week. We want you to sit down, uh, open the bottle and drink with us. See if you're pulling out the same tasting notes uh, that we are. Uh, see if you get the same nose that we are. Um, and if not, man, we got plenty of social media for you to tell us how we're wrong. Uh, but like Brendan was saying, it's, it's not meant to be drank alone. And uh, if you're looking for someone to hang out with for a little bit, we would love for you to hang out with us and relax. I love that answer because it's been one of the coolest things that I have thought about through the um, time that we've been doing this and through the planning and everything that's gone into it. Again, I watch review shows on YouTube when I get a new bottle. I go and grab um, the bottle. I crack it. I pour it into a glass and then I watch a review show because I want to know if the tasting that I'm picking up is the same. I want to pick out. I'm not the many people listening to this are more experienced in bourbon than I am. And so I'm not the expert and, and Ben's not the expert and Brendan's probably the best, but he's not the expert either, you know, but uh, how, how dare you TJ? <laughs> did, so, I this, did I make this awkward tray? Sorry. Continue. Oh my God. He's got like four shout outs this episode. Like, let's go. Um, he'll bring, have to bring them back to Rollcast for a week just to like combat all these shout outs. Um, so yeah, no, that's what I want people to do. Now I know that it's probably unreasonable for us to ask you guys to go buy a $30 bottle every single week that we review something. Um, but if you're new into bourbon and you're wanting to know like how to get into things, that's what we're here for. We're not here to review and I'm not saying that we'll never do it, but we're not here to review a, a, a 600 secondary market bottle of George C. Stag and a $2,000 bottle of Pappy 20 or whatever. We're here to review things that people can drink on a budget, enjoy for a good price, and enjoy with people they care about. You know, when Ben and I get together, yeah, there are times we crack really good things, but there are other times that we just crack like $30 bottles and just enjoy it. Ben Ben was so excited for me to get to his house a couple of weeks ago and crack a $20 bottle of Old Tub. Mm. You know, and so it's not the price is the price, right? Like you're going to pay what you pay, but man, it's just about being with good people and having a good time. And that's what we want to do with people is we want to engage, we want to be interactive um because of Brendan and I's um affiliations and what we do obviously we know we're going to run into a lot of people that are college football fans in the state of florida and that's kind of where our base is probably going to start um but we want to expand past that and we just want to interact and engage with people and drink good and bad and mediocre and every all kinds of bourbon with you guys and then talk about it like that's really where we want to be different than, than other people and if other people are doing that already and they're doing it well then that's great that's totally fine but we want to do that with you guys as well. And so that's kind of uh, our goal and our mission. 
Uh, Brendan, this one for you specifically, what market is more saturated, the FSU football podcast market or the bourbon uh, podcast show market? Oh, God. Um, Since we both I mean, do competing, I wouldn't say competing at all, but like we both do uh, FSU podcasts. We're big, like, we're big rivals outside of bourbon, guys. We, Brendan and I sent hate texts all day. To all each. all the time. Um, I mean, the FSU market per capita has got to be, podcast-wise, so extremely saturated uh, that people who are FSU fans probably don't have enough time to listen to every single podcast there is on FSU football per week. It just doesn't exist. So so I would say FSU probably skews more than, than bourbon. Uh, even though there's a lot of bourbon stuff out there, there's people all across the country who love bourbon. So yeah, FSU fans, if you do like podcasting, though, you have uh, your your share of uh, options <clears throat> on the bench. Excuse yeah. me, what? Um, I don't want to oh, – I just had to wipe my face off real quick. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, – Oh, oh big tj's got t-shirts that he could sell oh my <laughs> god uh. uh we sell i we have sold more to my family uh than anyone else <laughs> and by sell uh you know i just eat the cost of those so um guys this was another fantastic episode we are going to be reviewing later this week uh buffalo trace we talked about it this is brendan's pick of buffalo trace Brendan, do you want to give us a real quick snapshot of Buffalo Trace, and then we will get out of here for the night. All right, here's Buffalo Trace. It is from the Buffalo Trace Distillery, also part of the Sazerac brand. It is 90 proof, 45% ABV. Can you guys see this okay? It is uh, about $20 to $25 a bottle. I've always felt like this is a pretty extraordinary value, but we're about to put our pallets together and, and figure it out. We will put our heads together and see how Is that weird? We yeah, I don't pallets know. Together. Was, it seems weird. I'm sorry, it's guys. Not, I, let's not touch tongues. Damn you, Trey, one more time. Um, Excited to review the Buffalo Trace and get into that. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts or should we wrap this thing up and, and, and go home for the night? Wrap, wrap it up, baby. Wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. This has been a fun one. I am glad we made it through an entire episode without talking about sucking on any bottle nipples um but other we than did that wow oh, we just missed it <laughs> so close other it. than that uh, uh i think we've had a fantastic time i've enjoyed drinking with you guys and until next time hope you've enjoyed bourbon on a budget go follow us on social media and we will see you guys later <laughs>